0: Hello, welcome to the Baseball Talk podcast. I'm your host Adam Caster. here, as always, my co-host Seth Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, Happy President's Day, Happy Monday. I know that this is probably not re- this probably won't release on Monday on Monday, but that's when we're recording it. Nah, this so will be coming out on Wednesday, on Wednesday. So, Happy February 21st to, to, be- to the beautiful people. Yes. Well. Exciting stuff. How was your – real quick, how was your weekend? Was it good? It was good. It was good
1: As I'm trying – I'm figuring out just a little look behind the camera. Um, realized that my, that my mic was not in proper spot. The My mic little mic cover was not in proper place. The, is, you know, the technical term would be pop filter but not really pop filter because the pop filter is actually an extended arm. You know, if we're being super technical about it. It's but, more of a sleeve sleeve mike sleeve yeah yeah it's a sleeve but yeah i'm 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 good i'm 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 refreshed got a little break still on a little break um i'm planning on doing like next to nothing for like the next two-ish weeks and then once march comes around i'll be i'll be back at the full swing of it but for for february yeah i'm i'm not doing a damn thing like i'm really like honestly I'm enjoying life. I'm I'm loving having to not be on my expert portal every day. I'm catching up on every TV show that I've ever wanted to watch, every film that I've wanted to watch or watch again. And have been playing a incredulous amount of Xbox, which I haven't done in, in a very long time. So to be able to do it now is quite nice. You love to see it. It really honestly, it's quite nice. And I'm like a much happier go-lucky, charming person right now, which is always nice. Is always nice. Yep. How, about, how about you? How's, how, how's the world of Adam? How's Provo?
0: It's nice. I just got new glasses. That was, like, the big thing over the weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I knew there was something different about you, but I can't tell when you get a haircut because your hair is just always thin. Oh. But not balding. Not balding. You're not, you're not balding. Well... I will not talk about that. All right. but uh, you, yeah, you, you you could play dumb on that one. You can play dumb. Yeah. How was your father's
0: birthday? It was great. Ah, oh, Steve, what a guy. Happy birthday, kid. They went to oh, where the hell did they went? They went to they so every year we would go to Brian and Cooper. Nice. But um nice. I think they did something different this year. Peter Luger's? No, they went to Hendricks. Ooh. Nice. That's yeah. nice.
1: That's that. That's that's. For those of you that don't know, for those of you that don't know, these are all high end, yes, you know, steakhouses on the North Shore of Long Island. Wow, that's
0: nice. That's nice. Basically, both in Roslyn, technically.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a buddy of mine that went to uh, that went to Smith and Malinsky, and funny, funny enough, I had no idea, and maybe this will will, will open your mind. Apparently the employees at Smith and Wolensky, which again, high-end steakhouse on, on Long Island, they are unionized. No way. Yeah. I Had no idea. That's great. Good for them. Had no idea that a, a a a restaurant like that, but then again, I mean it's super high-end, so you know, whatever, but could would allow their employees to be unionized. And I thought that was very, that was that was like very um eye-opening and and really brought a nice smile to the heart.
0: Well, I don't know if "allow" is probably the right is the word that I would use because no, I'm sure they had to a for
1: lack of a better phrase.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, my sister had her rehearsal dinner. We had her at Hendrix.
1: Oh. And
0: so it was. That's I've so never cool. actually been to the restaurant part portion, but there was like a downstairs like party area. It's good stuff. It was really good. Anyway, so yeah, that was. Uh, that was my weekend. My mom's birthday is over the weekend. So that's also going to be fun too. Wow. Feb- February is a busy month.
1: I was going to say, shit. My,
0: my cousin's birthday is actually in February also. So we yeah. got three. It's February and May are the two busy birthday months. And I'm just hanging out in August. So
1: I was going to say, I think I'd rather be, with my, be by myself.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, May, we have like my aunt, my other cousin it's going and my be sister may. and my sister yeah and also now my sister's wedding anniversary is also in may so just add another thing to the but that's more mainly for her it's, I mean, anyway i, mean, I
1: was going to say yeah i don't know if that's like a, a family like no, celebration not really. i don't know any family that celebrates like someone's specific wedding anniversary unless it's like grandparents i think that's different
0: i don't know sometimes i feel like i have to like Send a card for my parents' wedding anniversary. No, no, but then
1: again, you're talking, you know, product of, of divorced parents here. So, oh, um,
0: yeah,
1: I- I'm not well versed in, in in this area of how you celebrate a parent's wedding anniversary. Uh, my my default has always been to just cry. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna get, gonna get here. Let's move swiftly on to the mailbag, shall we? Oh. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Sorry about that. <laughs> I was fucking three. I don't remember a goddamn thing. All right,
0: fair enough. it the with the life that I've, that I've always done. Oh, when they got divorced. Yeah, yes. I was three. That's fair. I didn't
1: know my... I didn't know my dick from my ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I... I don't know. I... Whatever. I have, like... I don't... Yeah, I have nothing to say on the matter. Wheels churning as Adam's looking for a smooth transition, struggling to find it. <laughs> they don't teach you this in podcast host school. No, 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 they don't. <laughs> they they do not. Uh, okay. So let's get in the mailbag. We got 14 mailbag questions. Um very funny that we have 14 questions for the February mailbag. Weird but how that I, works. It just works out that way. Yep. All right. So, uh, pick a number.
1: Uh, Let's go with number, let's go with five.
0: Number five. I could have cut down the deck, but that's Jake's thing, not my thing. Number five is from Corey. Where's Corey
1: from? Corey is from Utopia. He is from the Shining City on the Hill. Corey is from Portland, Oregon ah portland it's been a long time it's been a long time hopefully everyone in portland is well the world could fall apart the sun could come crashing down from the sky we would all be dead except one place one people portland portland would survive portland would be the colonization on mars and we should just rename mars make it portland i think that would be perfect I don't know about you. I think that'd be just absolutely swell. Corey from Portland. Hopefully you're
0: well, sir. Well, Corey, speaking of Portland, I was thinking about Portlandia, which is a show about Portland, but he's uh, he's actually asking for some TV show recommendations. Nice. Just finished Breaking Bad for the first time, and wow, can anything top it?
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. You just finished Breaking Bad for the first time in 2024? <laughs> oh, uh, well, okay. I have to assume that I don't know how old you are, but I'll just put, I'll put a number on it. If you're over the age of 20 and you haven't seen Breaking Bad, oof, that's 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 lacking culture. It really is. Really is lacking culture, but I'm proud of you, Corey. I'm, I'm very proud of you for finishing up uh, Breaking Bad finally.
0: Yeah, Breaking I don't need bad.
1: to. I don't need to gatekeep anybody. anybody should watch Breaking Bad. It's a great show. Better late than never. But it, listen, if you were ten when Breaking Bad was at
0: its peak, I wasn't watching it when it was airing. We weren't watching it when it was airing. You were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old were we? Was I
1: like- was. I could tell you exactly when I
0: when I first started when I first like first started watching. I feel like that show was like that's too old. I got like, too young for. I was yeah. fifteen. So we were both fifteen. Mm-hmm. I was that show was I, I felt like I was too young for that show. It first aired in two. It, it first aired in two
1: thousand and eight. But I first I first started watching, um, at the end of season. Oh, now I gotta I gotta look now specifically because now this is This is gonna bother me. Yeah, I was fifteen. July. July of twenty eleven was when season four aired. Okay. So that's when I started watching, but I did not watch it in its entirety until I was probably like eighteen.
0: Well yeah. I mean it came out when I was in like fifth grade going into sixth grade. Yeah. So I could have watched it. Yeah. Two thousand and eight. Listen, if you're if you're watching
1: it in two thousand in two thousand and eight as a
0: twelve year old. Yeah, good for you. You have good parents. Good is not the word that I would use, but absolutely, you have good parents. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? That's, that show is not. I don't take a lot of these stances on shows, but that show is not for a twelve-year-old. Uh I,
1: I, I really don't care. Like, my kid wants to watch something. I'll watch it with my kid. Like, I, I okay. When I'm a parent, I am not going to be, you know, a complete control freak over what my what my kid watches because, you know, I'm a guy. So I don't need to really paint that picture. I'll just leave it like this is and you can use your imaginations. But I would want to watch those shows with my kid. So that way I can explain to my kid what's going on. Like they're cooking meth. I don't want my kid to watch that by himself and be like, Oh wow, they're
0: cooking meth. That sounds like a great idea. To... Walter White is so badass. He just exactly. told those guys it, to get out of his territory after going to the to the Home Depot or whatever. Jesse Pinkman, loser turned meth kingpin associate. That's
1: what I want to be when I grow up. No, no, I want I want my kid to be able to ask me questions about what they're watching, so that way I could then teach it to them and be like, yeah, no, what they're doing, you should not be doing. 10 or 12 when they're at 15 i think they have the cognitive dissonance at that point no it's not the right that's not the white right word but you know critical what thinking about.
0: skills critical
1: thinking skills thank you the, 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 the correct analytical abilities to be able to decipher what is right and what is wrong at 15 i would hope
0: yes well anyway so the actual question is do you have any tv show recommendations yeah for our friend Corey? yeah um the
1: bear the bear oh, the bear, I, I the bear finished is good. that up a couple weeks ago it was really good that's on Hulu um and then I'll give you one that I just that I just finished last night uh it was it was the season finale of it um true detective season four uh, uh, uh amazing is that the new one yes uh, okay amazing first time, first all-female lead with uh Jodie Foster and oh God what was the God, did uh, we talk
0: about this last time we might have
1: I don't think we I I don't think we did.
0: Or maybe it was the maybe, last mailbag?
1: It could it could have been. Um we're
0: with the Beverly Hills section.
1: Beverly Hills, California. we we do we do indeed love the stars. Um, but who was the other uh Kaylee Rice? Kaylee Reese. Uh, I am really butchering the pronunciation there. That it was so that's I was looking at, at her uh her creds last night. She's not even an like an actress.
0: She's a boxer, oh, and she worst. was able to do what she did. If it and works for Steven Van Zant, I guess it'll work
1: for her. I guess so. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Everything tied itself all together. It was a perfect ending. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again uh, this weekend. I'll be able to just to, to binge it one to six. Awesome. Try try yeah. it out. True, True Detective season four. Uh, if you want, and you want to get really uh, really funky with it, uh, go. From the start and do one, three and four.
0: You can skip two. We, we don't we don't talk about season two. Um, I would be remiss not to mention the Sopranos in succession as, sure. two, as two TV shows that you need to watch. Sure. Sure. Good chats. Yep. All right. Pick another question. Uh, let's go with number two. Number two is from Patrick. Where's Patrick from?
1: Uh, Patrick is from
0: Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, close to home. Close to 40, home. Mi- 40 miles away, but close. I hear there's a real salty lake there. Yeah. Well, yes. Allegedly. 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 Well, it's kind of up in the air. Climate change is just really terrible uh, to that lake. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, Patrick asks, what are the realistic expectations for the Knicks this year? I think it's got to be ex- basically the. F- I don't know. Am I being too like spoiled or something? to Be like the floor is last year. You, no, I don't think that's.
1: I, I don't think that's uh, asking for too much. To be I quite think it's
0: bare minimum. Second round.
1: I, I think the bare minimum
0: that we could be talking about is the is the second round. I, I probably would agree with you. But I probably would agree. With everybody healthy, they have a chance to to go all the way. It's gonna be tough
1: when they're going up against Boston. I mean, I I think when the Knicks figure it all out with with the new pieces that they that they have, you know, I think we could be talking about the Knicks as as at most a three seed in 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 the East. Maybe they they sneak out of two, you know, results against uh, you know, they play Boston uh, Saturday night, Cleveland, Milwaukee. Those those head to heads are going to be huge. Uh, against against those three, but I kind of think that the second round, getting out of the second round, should be the target. You know, they have to win at least one playoff series. They they can't they can't go backwards,
0: is what I'm trying to get at. And if they well, do, especially if they, they play Cleveland again, because that would be even more. Uh-oh. Well, if if it ended
1: if it ended today, the Knicks would would play a
0: first round series against the Seventy Sixers. Okay, well that's a that's a tough matchup.
1: I I think we can beat the Seventy Sixers. I think Embiid we have a field day, but I think we can beat the Seventy Sixers. I, I think we can. I think you can make a case that we that the Knicks can beat every team in the Eastern Conference to some degree. The Knicks can beat every team in the East. Now, will they is a completely different story, right? I think they match up well with Cleveland. Milwaukee, I am unimpressed. They need, they need a home series, a home playoff series, and if they don't get it, they could be completely screwed. And Boston, I mean, listen, you could talk about Boston that they, they are probably they are probably well, they are the best team in the NBA right now and you know, they're definitely the favorites to win the East. But in a 7-game in a 7-game series, could the Knicks take it to the Celtics? You could make the case that they that they potentially could. Do I think they will? No. But could they? Sure.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I totally agree. So I would say on, uh, the, on the high
1: end, on the high end, they lose in the conference final. Bare minimum, they have to win a first round playoff series. Bare yep. minimum. Absolutely. Otherwise, otherwise, there will be questions asked of uh, of, of Tom Thibodeau.
0: Yep. All right. Pick another number. Uh,
1: let's go with uh, twelve.
0: Number twelve is from Blake. Blake is from. Um, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Very bland, boring location for Adam. Is that where Blake Wheeler is from? Is he from Minnesota? Sure. I don't know. Sure. Okay, well, anyway. Blake asks us to rank these foods. Pizza, pasta, barbecue, ice cream. I gave a pasta for Lent. Um... Okay. Can I go first? Sure. good. I would go pizza, ice cream, pasta, barbecue. Mm. It's like – but it's so close. L. L. Oh. Oh. Ice, ice
1: cream for me is a distant, distant last. Distant. Really? I love yeah. ice cream. Because I'm looking at it and I'm saying, all right, you're talking the peak of these food items, right? We're talking New York pizza. We're talking Italian pasta, but I'm talking about from the homeland, from yes. the motherland, and Midwest barbecue, right?
0: Well, honestly, Southern barbecue, don't sleep Southern well. barbecue, too.
1: Southern barbecue, too, but I, but I will say the best barbecue that I've ever had is, is in St. Louis. I've heard that. It has I've a bit deep south. So, um. but what I will say, I look at it from ceiling and what could be the best, right? Floor? If you're looking for, you know, a good floor dish, I think pasta has got to be the number one because you can't, you cannot mess up pasta. You can't. No, you can't. Unless you are the world's worst chef, you can't mess up pasta. But at the, what could be the best? I think barbecue could be the best. I I really think if you're, you know what you're doing with your sauces, your smokers, your meats, there is a barbecue dish out there that can blow pizza and pasta out of the water completely, but. With that being said, um, for me, it is pizza, pasta, barbecue, ice cream. But the top three are minuscule for me. Okay. While admitting, I, while admitting
0: that the, the the peak, the peak could be barbecue. Yeah, I like barbecue. I just don't have it enough. I feel like I sure, but sure. I mean, I, honestly, lately I haven't had ice cream a lot either. But probably good thing. Yeah, probably probably is a good thing. And that's the reasons. But ice cream, I don't know. Ice cream is just so good. Like I so like Carvel just or Ralph well, does Ralph's fall under ice cream? Sure. Sure. The Italian Italian ice is kind yeah, of like gelato gelato, Italian ice, it all counts as ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's just the best end to a summer night. is going to either get Carvel or Ralph's. Listen, I, fro- I froze my ass off
1: in, uh, in in New Canaan for Valentine's Day. Going to get ge- going to get gelato. Oh my <laughs> god, that gelato was unbelievable. It really was. It was so good. Yeah, it's, cookies it's, and it's... cookies and cream and dolce de leche. Oh, oh I was man. in heaven. My Mid-chip, my eyes were bigger yeah. than my stomach. Mid-chip and trust me, my, my stomach is big. Trust me. <laughs>
0: trust my... me. Mint chocolate chip was my favorite flavor of ice cream. Oh, okay. Good shout. Yeah. Good shout. Slept, slept, slept on. Slept on choice. And then it's cookie dough. Nice. Is, yeah.
1: Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Cookies and cream and anything with caramel.
0: That that That's it. That's all I need. Yep. That's another thing. Another food preference I got from my dad. I like Guinness because of my dad. Nice. Mint, mint chip ice cream. And um, what else? You don't like Union. golf because from your father? No. That, that that's is the only
1: thing stopping you from being a, a truly classy individual, <laughs> like Steve Castor, of course. Shout out Steve, great guy.
0: Shout out Steve. All right, he's, well, he's a, a friend of the program. It's a tough question though. Um, you know, ranking those four foods because they're all good. Yeah, I'm telling. Ta- I'm telling
1: you though, the, the no, the no pasta. Woof. That that's like. That knocks normally, out a lot. Normally for Lent, I give up booze, but i don't really i don't really drink that much like i i I just don't like call me boring call me whatever i I just don't drink that much i just don't really like enjoy it like i'll I'll dabble here and there but very rarely like i'm not the kind of guy that's going out to a bar on Friday night just because i'm bored like that that's just not
0: me neither that sounds awful
1: yeah yeah that's not my speed and i don't really like people all that much i don't like big crowds and massive hordes of of people. I think people are stupid and idiotic and then you throw booze into the mix and it makes them even more stupid and more idiotic. That's just not my not my thing. But giving a booze was was that I was like, oh okay. I, I I could do that. It wasn't a big deal. Pasta? Oh, that's a that's a key food group that I am taking out of my, my
0: repertoire. And it's I, it's uh it's tough. It's tough. Oh when I used to keep Passover, it was the worst. Because I'm I don't know if you know. But for Passover, you have to give up bread, leavened bread, Ugh. for eight for eight days. Ugh. You know how many things have leavened bread in them? Uh, almost everything. I broke Passover eating ice cream sandwiches one year, accidentally. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsies! I will always remember that. But yeah, a lot of things have leavened bread. I think I yeah. ate it. I broke it eating Oreos one year. But like, they're very strict about that. Yeah. Yeah, you. Uh... No, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say. It. <laughs> what?
1: I was gonna have that. No, no, never mind. Never mind. Okay, tell mind. Tell me after. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell. You. No, no, no. You, you Jews are very strict about it. You Jews are very strict <laughs> about it, like, 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 us Catholics are very, are very strict about lying
0: Yeah. No. Uh, there's. Th- Listen. I'm not offended. I just want to make that clear by you saying
1: that. Yeah, but you know people. Like, like, like,
0: Jewish Jewish people
1: around Passover, like oh, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong.
0: You're correct. You're absolutely correct. Jew, like Orthodox Jews around Passover, and people that take it very seriously are very Christmas. It's very anal retentive about it because they're like, like from what I learned in Hebrew school, you know, you're supposed to like before the holiday, you're supposed to go around the house and like you know burn all your bread or whatever or throw it out. Not burn it. Just throw it out. You're supposed to throw it out. Really? I
1: did not know that.
0: Yeah. And then oh, good thing I opened my mouth then. Um there was like uh there's one year in Hebrew school where they were like, if you're cooking something around Passover and like one breadcrumb by accident falls into the dish, into like the pot that you're using, you have to throw everything out. You just can't do it. Like it's that for some people it's that strict. It's just it's just a cleanse. Yeah. Just pure cleanse. Hot. I hate it. Passover is my least favorite Jewish holiday because of that. Because it's the most strict. Well, it's the most strict and like I bread is a big part of my and a lot of other people's diet. And like oh, yeah. I don't know. You take you take bread away. Watch watch how limited your choices are when it when it comes to foods. I know I can't even yeah no amount of you know drinking that we do a lot of during seder during seders does not uh makes up for not eating not being able to eat bread completely agree and matzah gets old after a while I don't know how completely like agree. I had there was one year I just had matzah brie for three meals a day which is like eggs and oh, that's, it's that's, like, that's that's horrifying yeah just scrambled eggs and matzah which is not bad if you have it like once in a while once in a it. while, but yeah, you have it every single day. I'd be, I'd be fucking sick of it. Yeah, it's it was not fun.
1: Pizza and pasta, I'll never get sick of. I can have that every day. But yeah,
0: every day. I gotta watch my girl's figure. Yes. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, let's go with number ten. Number ten. Ooh, this is a fun one, Vincent. Yeah, Vincent is from. Um. Hmm. He's from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Nice. There we go. That's, that's way more creative. Yes, Vincent. This is a question for you specifically. Oh, man. bird. Oh, yes. Hi. Hello. That's me. Bird. How do you gather up sources in your line of work? Hmm. I'm an aspiring journalist and struggle to make these kinds of connections. You're an aspiring journalist, Vincent. Oh, god. She's a different career. Um, no. Um, really.
1: So honestly. I could tell you, I could tell you the honest answer. The honest answer, and the, and the answer is like so like, cliche and and, and and niche. There's the way that I did it was writing, write. write, 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 and find a means of putting out everything that you write. And eventually, you think people aren't going to be looking at what you read, but people do, and that's exactly how, you know have a lot of my connections formed and it's also you know knowing people just you know through you know interactions you know here and there but eventually you know you start writing more things and you start you know putting your voice out there both literally and 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 metaphorically people notice you know what you're writing and if you if you're a smart enough person and they try and get to know you on a much more personal level then it it it's off to the races but that and then also just knowing people that are that are already, you know, in the uh, in the door that can make the introductions to you like a lot of a lot of my sources that I that I've met have been through those two means by me writing things or me talking about things like I literally put something out or I replied to a tweet about 3ish days ago on the good old Twitter machine and I had someone who was well? Who's well connected? Who I've been trying to talk to for a long time. Slide into the slide into the DMs based on that reply, and we were just shooting the shit for uh, for for a little while, exchange information, and and you know, and we're all good, nitty. But those are the best two ways, for sure. Yeah, and that- then when you when you're trying to get a job too in this field, you cannot be limited to just being a a, a, a talent whether it's writing or talking you better be able to do everything you better be able to cut audio you better be able to edit audio you better be able to produce you better be able to master everything on such a, t- a technical level because when you get to that point no nowhere is looking for for just a one-trick pony they're looking for you to do everything everything so that would just be my my bit of advice to you.
0: Yeah. That's the one thing that would like scare me about if I was ever a journalist is the whole networking aspect because I'm terrible at it. Um and it's hard. It, it's it's hard. It is hard. Like the writing thing with enough practice I can probably get good at. But um or better at because but like with networking it's it's tough. Trying to cultivate those sources, it's tough. Based on my experience with
1: the writing thing. You're either a really, really, really fucking great writer or you could be a great writer. But some people, especially now, especially now with how short form, to the point – um. I, I guess instant satisfaction. Uh, there's something else that I'm looking for, but I, I can't find it. But you know, what you know what I'm talking about? Well, just like bite-sized, bite-sized snippets. pieces. Yeah, yeah. Every, well, everything th- is, this based
0: is, in, the, is based and snippets now. This kind of writing, it's funny because when I would write like essays and stuff for college and papers for high school or college, like, oh, this isn't long enough. This isn't long enough, yada, yada, yada. But then, you know, when I worked at WRHU writing for Newsline, like, this is too long this is too, or like even at the fan they're like this is too long
1: oh i can you tell you right i can tell you right now journal journalism one our professor we would never submit anything that was over 500 words ever yep and for a while i was like fuck me this is so hard but now that i'm in it it's like oh wow you have to be able to write something under 500 words so he was the one that was actually doing the right thing versus the other schmucks that were making us write 20 page dissertations. So, well, it's different. Those people, it's and different. To Professor Goodman, thank you very much, sir.
0: I think I had him too, actually, for Journalism 101. Great guy. Loved him. For Journalism one. It was great. Loved him. That was a fun class. I, uh, yeah, but even like with audio stuff. It's like you never realize how long thirty seconds is, or how short oh thirty seconds is. Oh my god!
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until
0: <laughs> so you start working at the fan, or you know, where you're like, I need a thirty second quote. It's like when you get somebody where it's like you can't even this person even finish his thought in thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, pick another number.
1: Uh, let's go with number
0: one. Number one is from Manny. Where is Manny from? Uh, Manny is from Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Great place. Love Punta Cana. Love that place. Um, How fitting is it that a home team in in MetLife Stadium falls apart? (laughs) (laughs) Very. 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 I've seen it a time or two. Second question. What do the Rangers need to do at the trade deadline? Well, no, they, they need, need to get a they need to get a right winger. They
1: need to get a right winger, they need to get a center.
0: Yeah. Adam Henrique, Frank Petrano. That's it. Bang. There's your jails I don't know. It'll, I mean, Johnny Brzezinski has looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, put Johnny Brzezinski on the fourth line. Put Johnny well, in the
0: fourth line. Stickley Goodrow
1: Barkley Goodrow. But send him to the fucking sun. That dude sucks.
0: That dude sucks. Adam Rempe is a center. Or who? Matt Rempe. Sorry. I oh, combine... I, I heard Adam Rempe. I was like, who the I, fuck is Adam Rempe? Matt I Rempe, com- great guy. Love him. I combined the two. I combined Adam Edstrom and Matt Rempe into one gigantic person.
1: Listen, I, honestly, I think
0: I, I think Adam Edstrom
1: would be would be the one that sticks around. Well, Matt Rempe is the center, good. though. He's a center, though. Yeah,
0: but they had Rempe playing on on right wing yesterday. Yes, because Barkley Goodrow was centering that line. They sent Barkley Goodrow to the fucking sun. I think that we should try and bring back Pavel Bucinevich or Voltero Senko.
1: Nah. We need a center. We need a center. Henrik. Get Henrik on an expiring contract. Absolutely, Yes.
0: Uh, That's gonna feel weird, but I guess okay. We have Jonathan Quick, who's our backup goaltender. Well, Jonathan Quick, whatever. Jonathan Quick grew up a Rangers fan. Jonathan Quick beat us in the Stanley Cup final. I'm aware.
1: Adam Henrique knocked us out in the the conference finals. So what? Who cares? So what? Who cares?
0: Okay. So what? Who cares?
1: I was more. I was more icked out by Jonathan Quick. I, I. had and Rick I don't give a, I don't give a shit
0: I mean, I associate that playoff loss more with Alec Martinez. sorry for saying absolutely.
1: his name absolutely absolutely
0: rather over Jonathan quick well, Jonathan, Jonathan quick, quick was just Jonathan the goal Rick stood on his
1: head in a like a final and he made Hetical look
0: look pretty bad well, oh there, you know there were a lot of penalties left uncalled in that series that we will not be sure. talking about sure, sure but Yeah, I think that,
1: and I also I also want to point out too, um, when we're on the the Ranger subject, it's about fucking time that John Tortorella is getting his flowers. Like I've been saying for the last five fucking years to you stupid Rangers fans that oh say oh John Tortorella's not a good coach. (laughs) John Tortorella is one of the top five fucking coaches in the league. He's one of the best American coaches of all time, and we had him, we had him here, and you ungrateful pricks. Wanted to just undermine and completely destroy everything that he did. Fuck
0: you. I love
1: John Tortorella. Next. Well,
0: in in the the angry mob's defense, the players basically mutinied John Tortorella.
1: Sure. And the players mutinied Elaine Vigneault. And then the players mutinied uh, David Quinn. And then the players mutinied Teron Gallant. Next. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. But that's that's that, what that's happened. That's how every exit happens with, with these coaches. There's never like a... Oh yeah, we we mutually agreed to part ways. Like no, no. How do you think Patrick Waugh left and left his job in Colorado?
0: That was a mutiny. Well, I think he just no, he quit. He quit he, because he quit. No, he they quit. didn't mutiny. They he quit he, and then he went.
1: We went right to Coach
0: Juniors. He quit because the because Joe Sakic didn't get him like the player that he wanted in the draft or something. And I think then he was, went to
1: Coach Juniors. I know. So I, love, it's not and a, I love Patrick Watt, too. I, I just want to point that out there. I'm not you know, talking shit with Patrick Watt. That dude is an unbelievable coach. But, I don't know. I the John, Islanders would be better off with him. Yeah. It's just, it's different. Whatever. And fuck Lou Lamorello. Notice how Devils, Sopranos. Flyers, Rocky. Rangers, NYPD, FDNY.
0: Islanders, in fucking suits. What a loser. I know. What it's a just, loser! It's just so archa- well. It's like the Yankees with the beards thing. Lose the exact same way. It's just archaic.
1: No, but but at least when the Yankees play in in like a fun game or whatever, the Yankees have a right to be expressive.
0: No, yes, but the, but with Lou Numeralties, we saw this with the Maple Leafs. This is a Lou thing. It where absolutely is a Lou thing. He's archaic. He is. He's ancient draconian.
1: Draconian. That's a that's a great word. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Lou Amarillo. All
0: right. Well, anyway. Next question. Uh, three. Number 3 is from Andrew. Where's Andrew from?
1: Uh, Andrew is from
0: uh, he's from Ankara, Turkey. All right. Who is your dream signing for Arsenal and Man City? Killian well, Mbappe. Yeah. Mine's also Killian Mbappe. Killian Mbappe. Like.
1: <laughs> um no shit. I mean, listen, if Kylian Mbappe <laughs> wants
0: to be the next Thierry Henry, that'd be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm completely down. Well, Kylian down Mbappe from. is allegedly talking to Man City, so you know that'd be great. How will we make the money? But how, about we, how about we say not Mbappe? Okay. Not Mbappe. Um,
1: I'll say Frank De Young.
0: Ooh. A mm.
1: midfield midfield pivot of Declan Rice, Frank De young
0: and Martin Odegaard. mm Hmm. <laughs> that that's tasty. That's tasty. Who would be my ideal signing? It's tough because there aren't too many holes on this team. I don't know Mason Mount. Mason Mount. I don't what? know. What? <laughs> Mason Mount. I'm just. I don't know. I'm just gonna pick a random guy. Just pick it's a random Mason guy. Mason Mount. He's not ideal. Just pick a random guy. Just pick a random guy. I could say Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe I'll just say that. (laughs) Bird's still laughing. It's hilarious. Oh my god!
1: It's it's
0: fun why when I make him laugh that hard. (laughs) Oh man! I didn't pick up on any of that in the morning. No, it didn't. <laughs> but no, I, but I saw it. I don't know. Oh, man. It's That's killing Mbappe. Weird. Really? Besides it's that. Yeah, it's Mbappe. The, the real answer is killing Mbappe. Yes. Yes. That is the real answer. I don't even know if I, would, I mean, sure. Cristiano Ronaldo, like maybe would probably be seconds or Messi. Oh no, Adam. What all is not good in St. John's
1: land? Rick Pitino going scorched earth on the St. John Red Storm.
0: Oh, is he leaving?
1: Ah, uh, no. He's saying it's the most it's the most unfun season he's ever he's ever had in the sideline in his career.
0: I mean, he basically said. Did he say that he wanted to like? He just said he was really depressed after a loss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's so Rip- funny. Rick Pitino didn't come out of Exile slash retirement for this. Rick Pitino realizes it can't be so easy. You go buy yourself a team that can go win the biggies. Oh. Dickhead. <laughs> World's smallest violin. Dickhead. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. All right. Well, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, shall we?
1: No. Um, Let's go with number
0: let's go with number nine. Number nine is from Charles the ah, King.
1: The King, the King.
0: Where is the King?
1: Let's see. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Gracious! The King, the King, has had a very, very busy schedule. He, he, he is just all over the place. Um, he, he, he has just been all over the world. Uh, but now, our King is going to get some delicious chocolate. He's in Copenhagen, Denmark.
0: Wow. I needed a prop. Okay. Danish chocolate. I don't think I've ever had Danish chocolate. I've heard it's very good. I've heard it's very good. That's not actually Danish chocolate, is it? No, it's Ghirardelli. Okay. (laughs) No, it's Ghirardelli. This is good stuff. (laughs) Please don't talk with your mouth full. (laughs) Anyway, well, while you're chewing, I'm going to ask the question. If you could I'm trans- anymore. I'm good. Okay. If you could transport yourself to any point in history, what would it be? Wow.
1: God damn it, King Charles. That's a quick question.
0: I know. Okay.
1: I have a question. Adam, you can make up the answer. Okay. Is my
0: safety guaranteed? See, that would also be my question because considering... That I am Jewish, no point in history is safe. in In the past, not a lot of points in history are very safe for I'll me. I'll assume yes. Let's assume yes.
1: I'll assume you're going through a, you're going through a time machine and you're looking at it. You're looking at whatever time period you're at from a third from a third person's perspective.
0: Okay. <laughs> so like we'll it's assume, a one. Wonder- we'll assume yes. So basically, you're doing it's a wonderful life.
1: Pretty much, yeah, yeah, precisely. <laughs> Um, I'll say.
0: Hmm. Wow, this is this is hard. This is very hard because there are are a couple angles because it's like, do I want to meet there are a lot of angles. Do I want to, you know, meet my great grandparents and like see my my grandparents when they're like my age? Or do I want to go back to like a really famous point in history and see it in person?
1: God damn it, Adam! You just completely spun it. Yeah, I'm sticking my original answer. Okay, I'm sticking my my original answer. Um, there's two. There's two. I got to figure out which one, which one that I want because every, I mean, everybody knows that that I'm I'm a history buff. Everybody knows that. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll
0: say Pearl Harbor. Really? Yeah. You're going to pick a disaster. One of the most tragic moments in American yes, history. Absolutely.
1: You want s- to okay. just to wit- just to witness it all and and be some, and be at a place where I mean growing up my my entire life all I heard, all I heard about just from my grandparents Pearl Harbor Pearl Harbor Pearl Harbor Pearl Harbor. Yeah, but history is history is rooted in tragedy, Adam. I'm aware. What are you going to say? Oh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to the Garden of Eden. Go hang no. with Adam and Eve. No. What's up? Go have the fruit from the poisonous tree. <laughs> no, I would go. I, I I would. I would witness Pearl Harbor, knowing that I am
0: safe. Okay. I I'd pick a, a couple of happier times. I would either go to Renaissance Italy. That's my first. It's basically I have a tie for two. One is re- is Renaissance Italy because holy shit, how cool would hanging out in re- Renaissance Italy be? Sure, with you know Da Vinci and Machiavelli and you know all those and just the like Prince great novel. Yes, great mm-hmm. novel. I mean, well, whatever. But um, and you know all this seeing this historic art and architecture being made in person, that would be cool. And then second would probably be visiting, you know, ancestors and stuff like that. Like probably going back to like the twenties, the roaring twenties. Bad that I don't really, like, that whole, it
1: doesn't. I'm well, more, I'm more interested in history than I, than I am in visiting like the family. It's like sad as that is to say.
0: Well, I wanted, what sad as that sounds. I want to meet like my great grandparents that my parents have like, and my grandparents really like told me about and stuff like that. And just like, you know, see what it was like, maybe talk to, well, I'm, I don't think a lot of them really spoke English. They mostly spoke like either Russian or Polish or Yiddish, but um, see what it was like living in the old country back, back then. Like, I don't know. I would probably go, go back to that time just to meet them. It would be really I feel like it'd be really cool. It's a fine answer. Yeah. Or Renaissance Italy. Either one. Um, okay. Pick another number. Uh 14. Fourteen is from Douglas. Douglas is from hmm. From Ames, Iowa. Sure. Sure. Uh Douglas asks, "How do you get your girlfriend to watch sports with you?" Ah! I've tried, have tried many times, and it doesn't seem to work out. Douglas, I am not qualified. Fucking idiot! I am not qualified to answer this question. Oh, so this is God. all
1: you, Douglas? Douglas, what are you, fifteen? No, no, no. This no. is not. The answer, this is not the way forward.
0: No, 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 no. What do you mean? I think that we should, I know I just said I'm not qualified to answer this question, but I still think that we should get more women to watch sports and be into sports. That was not the question. Okay.
1: That was not the question. The question is, how do you get your girlfriend to watch sports with you? The question was not. Okay, that's fair. How does my girlfriend get me to watch sports with her? That was not the question. Because okay. if, if that were the question, then Mazel have at it. But it sounds like to me that the interest is not there from Douglas's partner. And point blank, I'm going to be real fucking honest with you, Douglas.
0: That's a fair point.
1: You pushing your own interests onto your significant other is not the way forward. You have to be able to... Be united on a on a similar front when it comes to what you watch. For example, I will give you a great example. On Valentine's on Valentine's Day, I was we got back from dinner, we were unwinding. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the uh, I'm gonna turn the Knicks game on. Do you want something to drink?" And she was like, "Sure." So, opened up a bottle of wine, sat on the couch, watched the Knicks for for a little while. She was was reading her book. I I was watching the Knicks. Her glass got empty. Refilled her glass. One thing led to another. Knicks game goes off. Simple. That's how you do it. There needs to be another activity. You cannot force your own desires when it comes to something as simple as what you watch on TV to your girlfriend. Your girlfriend has got to be able to find the light on her own. Not...
0: Have you forced the issue down her throat? Well, especially if she said that, or if uh, Douglas said that he tried many times and it doesn't seem to work out, I wouldn't I would That means it. your
1: girlfriend's interested in sports, which is, which is completely okay.
0: Yeah, people have their own hobbies.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Find something beneficial that you can do with her while there's Nick's game on. For example, if your girlfriend likes puzzles, guess what? Do a puzzle, turn the Nick game on. You do both things at the same time. Something like that. That's a that's a very niche example, I'm I'm well aware. If or not n- unrealistic. What about like you knitting? Get my point. Perfect knitting. Get her a knitting kit for for Valentine's Day and, and she can knit while you watch Knicks game for a little while. But the most important thing that you have to be able to understand is you have to be able to understand that the Knicks are not your first fucking priority. Sports is not your first fucking priority. I know it's rich coming from me, but you see the person that you're with. I think you'd be able to turn the next game off for a little while if she's not into it. That's just me.
0: Yeah,
1: just watch the highlights. Like, don't exactly. There are more important things in life. Completely agree. I completely one thousand percent agree. And if my if my girlfriend said said to me when I was watching the the next game on Valentine's Day, "Hey, I just want to hang out and watch uh, watch a movie," next game goes off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I totally agree. One thousand percent. No debate. all right, oh Douglas, uh, I wish you the best. wish yes. you the best, but this is, you, you are not approaching this the right way, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. all right,
0: next question. uh let's go with number eleven. Number eleven is from Raymond. Raymond is from um West Palm Beach, Florida. Where do you think the fantasy industry is in five years' time? What will be the new normal that seems, or that now seems taboo? That's
1: a great question.
0: Well, I think. Well, I don't know if taboo, but I think that more leagues will. I don't know actually, because I was going to say I feel like more leagues would be dynasty leagues, but I don't think that's going to be the case necessarily. Because I feel I still think that there's still a place for the work fantasy league. That's just one season.
1: No, no, there definitely is. There definitely is, but I, th- I think the dynasty the dynasty approach to it is is way more niche and, and suited for a very specific kind of player. When the fantasy base is not as hardcore, like I think you go you go on Twitter and the fantasy people that are on Twitter all day every day just talking about fantasy. Which, by the way, we're in fucking February, and I'm seeing people that are that are you know tweeting about um, yards per reception numbers from two years ago and how okay. that could, that, could, that could impact. 2024. Like, oh my fucking God, we're, we're, we are in February. For fuck's sake, like, enjoy your families, enjoy, enjoy your life, read a book. Like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, I think the norm will be because you remember, you have to be able to tailor something to, like Adam said, to the everyday water cooler work league, right? I think the new, what the new norm is going to end up being in a way that we've seen you know PPR just kind of come up and 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 rise through the ruins um after non-PPR just you know kind of died a slow painful death i think we're going to see a lot more superflex and i think we're on our way towards that we're no, seeing a lot, a lot more superflex leagues that are that are that are popping up and you know i don't think the scoring necessarily is going to change but i think formats and, and more more funky leagues will will develop. I think more people will uh, will have a bit more fun with uh, with roster configurations and, and and things like that. but I think the the, the basis of revolution, uh it just kind of starts and ends with with Superflex.
0: Yeah, I think so too, because I feel like um, with like how the league is as far as offense, I think that's the reason the PPR got as big as it did is because you know, passing was up to a ridiculous degree. Uh, especially when it I feel like when it first got big when I first started playing in 2011 or 2012 or whatever um, you know that's what got PPR to where it is where it was like you know all these receptions are basically just like leaving money on the table for these you know running backs and you know leveling the playing field between positions I think with like a lot of these different formats are also used to kind of like, you know, uh, check and balance the power of running backs in fantasy also. Because, you know, there was a time before in non-PPR where running backs, you know, rule the roost. And, you know, with PPR, you know, you see a lot more receivers going in the first round. And Superflex is going to, you know, change that for quarterbacks as well. And, you know, we've seen, you know, tight end premium leagues where it's kind of, done that too and i think that you know you're totally spot on Tiny with... premiums is more niche but yes yeah, the, but... The, the, the point is correct yes so i agree there's, a, there, I there's
1: always a, a a fundamental change in how we look at fantasy over the course of a year two years five years 10 years there's there's always been a correction that has come along whether it has been something as simple as more wide receiver heavy versus you know more uh running back heavy to something as as as, as I guess taboo you know as, as the question refers to as you know going from the majority playing single quarterback leagues to then going to uh more super flex um if not two quarterback just in general
0: yeah i mean i've seen this with our listeners um where yeah. we've gotten a lot of mail back questions for sure, we- for sure this year
1: this year it was it was huge last year last year too to an extent but this year it was it was heavy this year a lot of Superflex questions which is which is nice which is nice I mean I I, I enjoy it I mean I, I like I said you know a thousand times on on the fans show you know I I love superflex I think superflex is, is, is a lot of fun and superflex right now is kind of like taboo in the way the PPR was about eight years ago. People yep. people won't do it because they're used to the norm. They don't want to change it up because they don't want to be super committed to it. But then when they realize that that's kind of the way that everybody's going, they don't want to be the leaders. They want to be the followers on that.
0: And also, it's not like a huge change. It's not like people are doing IDP nowadays. And they and like no. that's going to be the huge thing. I can tell you I, right now, if if IDP becomes the new norm,
1: I'll I'll retire. Yeah, that's that's just like never, never, never ever.
0: That's Fucking too much. Re- that. That's too much work. It's way too much work. Way too much work. It's you're basically you're literally doubling your workload.
1: Now, now what I will say, what I will say is for the people that, you know, want to try IDP, what you do is what you is you do a super flex league, that's IDP. So what you do what you do is you include, you know, a, another quarterback spot, but then you include a defensive player. And you just do one. Yeah. well, so That's do what I, I would do? But
0: doing a full IDP is crazy. I was going to say, do most people cuz I've never been in an you've been in one. Yeah. But no, ID, IDP is is all defensive all defensive positions. No, but, okay. So you draft but, like three defensive tackles, a couple linebackers, exactly. corners and safeties? Exactly. Or it's just defensive backs, I guess?
1: Exactly. Where where you know, if you if you were to just do it as a defensive flex? you know, that opens up everything and you're able to start one defensive player every every single week on top of the normal um, offensive players that you would normally be starting. That's what I would do if if you're really interested to see if you like IDP or not.
0: Interesting. All right. Um, Pick
1: another question. Uh, Let's go with uh, number four. Number four is from Benjamin.
0: Where's Benjamin from? Uh, Benjamin is from
1: Mallorca, Spain.
0: Interesting that Benjamin... At, is asking this question because he is asking, will we get a season two of Obi-Wan?
1: Oh, oh, he's not from my spain. from Tatooine. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope so.
0: I hope so. I hope
1: so. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not Disney. I, I can't tell you the answer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Obi-Wan, like I liked it when it was first airing, but it's kind of like it's become whatever uh, to me as it's gone on. You're crazy. I'm not. You are it, out of your fucking mind. Maybe I'm just on Reddit too much. But I lo- I did love it. You are it was, on Reddit like, too much, clearly. Yes.
1: Man of the People, big time cursor. Oh, Obi-Wan was awesome. Obi-Wan was was absolutely awesome. And if they decided to do a, a, a season two, I wouldn't mind it. But I also worry about the rewatchability for something like that. Yeah. Like and how can how can they expand more? Like do they do something where it revolves around Luke's training or or something like that after he meets Obi Wan at the end or something something like that? Do they do it more based off of Luke? But then it's Obi Wan. It, it it gets a little cloudy with how they can come up with, with a plot that is interesting and then also fits into the whole um the whole Star Wars lineage. It's like some to make of it makes
0: sense. Some of my ideas uh for season 2 of an Obi-Wan show is like well you might as well just make a Leia show or a Luke show. Sure. Well, I would be I would watch a Leia show. I Leia, would too. Leia oh, would. like getting into the into the Imperial Senate and, you know, that sort of thing and you know getting some guidance from bale i would love it
1: sign me up sign me up for that get to see more bale organa hell yeah
0: yeah so down maybe i mean i don't think i would love i would love for it to go in that direction because i feel like obi-wan it's your hand you're handcuffed by the writing for episode four i agree Where it's like you can't do a lot. Where it's like, oh, Obi-Wan was this alleged hermit, but he was on all these adventures with Luke and Leia.
1: Correct.
0: But, you know, whatever. You can't really do that without having like a paradox or a plot hole Mm -hmm. in the writing. And that's the the annoying thing about prequels. But, um, yeah, I think that, I don't know. I'm kind of like talking myself out of it. I'd rather have like a Leia show. As opposed to season two of Obi Wan,
1: I'm still down for season two of Obi Wan. Maybe you don't do it something around Luke and Leia. Maybe you do it something centered around um, Obi Wan with Qui Gon. I I think that would be the way to make it interesting. Is if you can get Liam Neeson on
0: board. Yeah, but like you'd just be doing more training with the with Qui Gon's Force Ghost right
1: right there there, there there are plot holes there are definite plot holes and there, there there are definite like i said the watchability of it would definitely be a, a concern cuz i also don't want to see it become become like too drawn out
0: well it's like the comics in a way where it's like you don't need to talk you don't like leave a little bit of mystery you know you no. don't need to be like here's wh- exactly what everybody was doing fill in every gap of the timeline right you know
1: right and then, and then you present the problem of well if you do go that do go that route and you do a season 2 of 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 Obi-Wan okay you you did a you did a season 2 of Obi-Wan because it's what the fans wanted but then you do a season 2 of Obi-Wan and then inevitably you know people are gonna revolt against it and say oh yeah this isn't what i wanted well okay if it's not what you wanted what did you want then
0: yeah well it, it's tough stuff that way I mean maybe just do it around another character you could yeah you definitely could you definitely could um I would have yeah anyway all right next question uh let's go with 13 13 is from Peter where's Peter from Peter from South Salem New York okay how do you guys feel about the discussions between peacock and Paramount to merge? Would that be beneficial to the consumer? Absolutely.
1: I mean, you, you look at ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney when they have their bundle. You know, if you can get a bundle like that with Peacock and Peacock and Paramount, who says no to that? Yeah. And then I... you, and then you also include Showtime with which is you know Showtime Plus is on is on Paramount. You could pay for that separately. So you include the entire MTV library. You include the Showtime library, and then you include Peacock with that as well. And you get Peacock and Paramount to merge into one streaming service. Hell yeah.
0: And then you get C- CBS and NBC, yep. Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. Um yes. yeah. Because yeah, that's uh, that would be great. I mean, it's Dude. just kind of like funny because you know we're just reinventing cable at this point. But, oh, I'm
1: telling you that within within the next five ten years, there's going to be um, a service that has all of these encompassed into one, and streaming will be the way that everybody, that everybody goes, and, ca- and cable TV will just die.
0: Yeah. Well, they're just gonna it's not gonna die it's just gonna be reincarnated it's just the same thing yeah but sure it's whatever who could have predicted this uh, not me not yeah. me honestly all right uh only three more questions left
1: uh let's go with number eight
0: number eight is from Julio where's Julio from
1: uh, Julio is from he's from Macon, Georgia.
0: This question is for me specifically. Adam, where is Tom Brady on your list of best NFL players of all time? Jesus. The one, begrudgingly. But I can't wait for the day that Patrick Mahomes overtakes him, is what I will say. Um, And, you know, with the run that he's going on, I feel like he probably will at some point. So that's exciting. I, but, uh,
1: but how, okay, I, I guess this is like the question that I want, that I was wanting to ask instead of, of Julio. So Tom Brady, we all know is not your number one player
0: ever, correct? The, 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 begrudgingly. The, the, the. I, well, you didn't, you weren't wearing your headphones, so you didn't hear. Yes. So I was like, is, Number one, sure, whatever, begrudgingly, whatever. But I'm excited. Okay, so for... he is number one. But I'm excited for when Patrick Mahomes takes him over.
1: Okay. Okay, fair enough. I don't think it's going to happen, but fair enough. Fair enough. But at, but le- at least I... you're able to say right now that he is the best.
0: Yeah, I hate it. I okay. hate it so much. And
1: that's fair. That's fair. It's you could hate it. You could hate it all, all, all you want. And I do. Like I'm con- I am convinced that Connor McDavid is a better NHL player than Wayne Gretzky was. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't mean I like it because that's... Wayne Gretzky that, that's that that's the great one. But at the end, but at the end of the day, Connor McDavid is he is un fucking believable. Adam,
0: I'm aware, but Wayne Gretzky, I know. Is- Wayne Gretzky was a game breaker.
1: Absolutely. In fancy hockey, Wayne Gretzky, have, is,
0: Wayne Gretzky this... is going to be
1: the greatest player of all, of all time because of all the championships that Wayne, Wayne Gretzky has won. I don't know if McDavid will ever be able to match that, but I am talking just the player. Just the player, take accolades and throw them out the window. I think Connor McDavid is a better player than Wayne Gretzky.
0: Well, it's <laughs> like saying, Aaron Rod, well, Patrick Mahomes is more talented than Tom Brady ever was.
1: Sure, sure. Hell, and I think I think Aaron Rodgers is probably more tar- more talented than Tom Brady,
0: but it's the accolades.
1: Yes, it it is the accolades that all that all go together that all go together and put Brady and definitely put Gretzky over over the top.
0: I mean, Gretzky. Well, depending on what happens with Alex Ovechkin, Gretzky's goal. I mean, Gretzky might still retain his goal. His goals number is like his mm-hmm. all time points. He could have gotten two thousand points or something but, like that. Well, let's let's just say
1: Alex Ovechkin does, does break Gretzky's goal record, right? Does that does that move the needle at all to say that you know Gretzky is not the greatest player of all time because Alex Ovechkin has more goals than Wayne Gretzky? No, no. It's just an individual accolade that is that is gone. But would would Gretzky still be better a million miles better player than Ovechkin?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, because assists still matter.
1: Yeah, there are, two, there are two players that are at the top of the greatest NHL players that I've ever seen, and that is McDavid and that is Gretzky. Sidney Crosby is not far behind.
0: I am surprised that you didn't mention Mario Lemieux in any of that.
1: I think Crosby's a better player than Len
0: Lemieux. Yeah, it's a shame about Lemieux because his career got cut short. I or, think
1: Lemieux Lemieux is very Barry Sanders like in a way.
0: Well, it's a little different. Yes,
1: way 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 different. but the, the 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 theme is there where there was a period of time in Mario Lemieux's career when he should have been at his peak when he was not there because, well, he was he was sick where yeah. Barry Sanders at his peak, he retired. He retired because he could not keep going anymore.
0: Right. So, so same, but different. I mean, yeah, I can kind of hear it with, I mean, I know that there are a lot of NHL fans that will probably give you shit for that because,
1: Oh, listen, I know it's a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. I'm well aware, but I, I stand by it. I stand by David McDavid is just unbelievable. He's I know. unbelievable. He
0: just has to win a championship. Yes, he does. Preferably with the New York Rangers. Thank you very much, Connor. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing about Ovechkin. Everyone's like, Ovechkin's so great. He's amazing, but he just doesn't – he hasn't got – he didn't get it done in the playoffs yeah. until he did. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's a mm-hmm. that was a huge factor. Yeah. All right, last two questions. Uh, let's go with seven. Number seven is from Zach. Where is Zach from? Uh, Zach is from
1: Beverly Hills, California. We love the stars. Adam, who's the star that is on your mind today? Oh, it took well. So long to get here.
0: Yes. So, I, as you know, I'm a big fan of animation, uh, cartoons, anime, whatever, what have you. Uh, so, my star is a voice actor, hmm. Hmm. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal. Oh. He's the uh what vo- you don't know who he is. No, probably. no, no idea. <laughs> He's the. He's uh, sounding uh, supportive. He's the voice of uh Spider-Man in the new Spider-Man uh, video games. Oh. And he I've been watching this anime, this old ish anime that came out when we were like fourth grade called Naruto about ninjas. But anyway, he's in that um as well. He's a great voice actor, but he's the star on my mind. Recency bias.
1: Oh, the odds on my mind is Ben Affleck.
0: He's been making a movie with his with his ex wife.
1: Very odd. Don't know if I would be able to do that. Yeah, that is very odd. Very odd, very odd. When he's with when he's with J and he's making a movie with his ex wife, that's weird.
0: Yeah, it is. But whatever.
1: That's weird. Brother of his kids. That's weird.
0: That is weird. So I don't know if I can really answer this question because I haven't seen all of these. But okay. rank these films best to worst.
1: Oh, I love these questions. All right. A Clockwork Orange.
0: Seen all of them. A Clockwork Orange. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen gonna... *Clockwork Orange*.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you were gonna say yes. Whatever. Clock of oh, Orange*. Well. *Pulp Fiction*. Yeah. *Apocalypse Now*. Mm-hmm. Black, *Black Hawk Down*. And *1917*. Oh god.
1: All right, this answer is gonna piss a lot of people off. Okay. <laughs> um, *Apocalypse Now* is one. It's a great one. I love Apocalypse Now. It's, it's so underrated. A Clockwork Orange is two. Nineteen Seventeen is three. Black Hawk Down is four. Pulp Fiction is five.
0: Oh, that is gonna.
1: I love Pulp Fiction. I see. I. I. I I'm not crazy about Pulp Fiction. I'm just not. It's a great movie. I, I listen. I know people love it. I know people love it. It's. It, it's a. It's Aside
0: from a, that one it's scene, favorite. it's a great movie. It's and- I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: um uh yeah, yeah. I, I, I will I will never I will never forever I will forever never forget just Bruce Willis that's all I, that's all I need to say uh yep, that's all I need to say there you go um yeah pulp fiction I I understand its greatness I understand it but for me it's it's just not for me
0: yeah I do love apocalypse now though Oh
1: my god! Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now might be number one by a sizable amount, to be honest.
0: Yeah. The cool thing about Apocalypse Now is that it was a real pioneer in a lot of like the, um, what we've seen from a lot of war movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's great. It's phenomenal. And
1: not to mention, not to mention as well. Hofstra alum, Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Great guy.
0: And also, cousin of Emilio Estevez, Martin Sheen, was yes. in that movie.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, ca- that cast, too. I mean, you had Harrison Ford in it. You had Marlon Brando, of course. Harrison Ford
0: was in it? Yeah. He was Colonel Lucas. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah,
1: very young Harrison Ford. And then you had... I um... was, like,
0: before Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. And before but, Star Wars. But, but
1: Captain Will- Captain Willard and and, uh, and Colonel Kurtz, great, great people.
0: Great people. Great, well, I wouldn't say great people, but great cast.
1: That cast was unbelievable. Unbelievable, yes. yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen Apocalypse Now, do yourself a favor. Well, movie, I mean. That movie is going is going to be, and I'm going to make sure, that movie was going to be 50 years old in five years. Is wow. For, that movie, that film was 45 years old. Mental, mental to me came out in 1979.
0: Oh, it's the same year as Star Wars, actually. Mm -hmm. Or, no, two years after Star Wars because Star Wars came out in '77. Yes, wow, you're right. Marlon Brando, Martin Sheen, Dennis Hopper, Lawrence Fishburne, Harrison Ford. Yeah, what a great cast!
1: And Francis Ford Coppola, great guy. And for
0: yes, Hofstra alum, Hofstra alum. Yep. Great, great, great guy. All right, last one. Last one is from Nathaniel. Nathaniel is from East Rutherford, New Jersey. This is Nathaniel Th- Hackett. It. Yes, it is. And he should be leaving East Rutherford, New Jersey, but he won't.
1: Well, you're the one who decided to sign a blood oath with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, well, it happens. Do you believe that sports have a, a systemic refereeing issue? If so, is AI the answer?
1: AI is most certainly not the answer, but I do believe that officiating is at a, is at an all time worst.
0: Oh, I wholeheartedly agree, but AI is not the answer. I agree with that as well because AI we, AI already gets things
1: wrong. Yep, and and not to mention this could be a whole podcast in and of itself. We need to be very, very, very careful with how we go about it with AI.
0: I know. Because I that... was literally having this conversation with my friends on Friday about, you know, Sora, the AI video. Yeah. Yep. Uh thing that just was released by OpenAI. That is scary.
1: Yes it is. Yes it is. And they are they're trying to let the cat slowly out of the bag, but eventually the cat is going to just poke way too much out to a point where it's going to push itself out. And once it's out, I don't know how you stop it. I I honestly, I don't know how. So to keep it, to keep a very, very long-winded explanation short, AI is not the answer, but I do believe that that refereeing is is the worst that it's been. And it goes to all sports, but also accepting. Except for tennis. Except for tennis, right. But, But tennis has Hawkeye. Yeah. Tennis has Hawkeye. So they they have a challenge system that's very much in place, and it's a very straightforward challenge system
0: where – I think that – I'm not going to be a Luddite here and be like, no, technology bad, but I think that these leagues could benefit from incorporating more technology like Hawkeye, like the NHL, for example, with goal line technology that that they use in soccer.
1: I think technology could be could be their friend in that regard, but technology also lim- is very limited. With-
0: you gotta have humans there, though, right? You can't right. just and like even you know everybody's like, oh, bring on the robot ump's. Like, there's still an umpire there in the minor leagues, exactly. With with when they still have the the robot umpire, so to
1: overrule exactly if 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 need be. Yeah. I mean, the, the, again, this is going to be just be leaving this one very, very, very short because I, I have to I have to skip. But um, yeah, the, there is there is a, st- a refereeing issue for sure. They have the technology, they don't properly utilize the technology when they need it, and that impacts the referee, the referees from being able to do their jobs while also understanding that human error is a part of sport, and when you realize that then it becomes okay. But when you realize that the technology that they're using doesn't necessarily work or is not perfected to match the kind of perfection that we're looking for out of our referees, then we have a big problem.
0: Well, especially when you have rules that are subjective. Like, yes. can you tell me what what is pass interference? What is, you know, what is hooking? What is tripping? It's all subjective. You know, I mean, fucking Alexander Romanoff, just like, how is that? I mean, I get follow through, whatever. But, you know, that could be a penalty. It should have
1: been a penalty for my my opinion. I mean, even though the rule book says it's not, that's a blatant high stick that goes right to his fucking mouth. And, and now Ryan Lindgren was busted open and and we'll see with, well, uh, and, with
0: Lindgren. Yeah, and like AI isn't going to help in sports like hockey. Listen, people would hate sports and they would take like Six hours if the referees called everything. Yeah. In each sport. Yeah. Well, especially I mean, baseball maybe not, but like in basketball or basketball, especially hockey and football, if they called everything perfectly to the to the rule book, then the games would take forever, and right. you know it would just it would be terrible. It would watchability be
1: watchability then becomes a factor too. Because you can't have the start, the start, stop, stop, start, choppiness of of it all. So,
0: yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I hate officiating, or fi- officiating. I don't hate it. It just it hasn't been good. It hasn't been up to standard. There have been a lot of questionable situations, but yeah, I just don't think that AI is going to help. But that is all the time we have for the smellback. Thank you for listening to this episode of the basin Talk Podcast. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts for my co-host, zipper. So I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.